With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Living the dream once again here on a fabulous college football Saturday. This is Fox Football Saturday, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, Ephraim, let me ask you this. Are you a... uh, are you a Halloween person? Uh, I'm married to a Halloween person. Okay, so... So, therefore, that makes me... Okay. But before Halloween. you were married to no. a Halloween person. No. No. Me, like... Not even. Like, no. even when I was a kid... Nope. The idea that I had to get into the costume, can't you just give me the candy? Do I have to put this costume on? No. Do you feel comfortable in a costume? I didn't go trick-or-treating until I... <laughs> Got with my twenty years ago when I got with my wife. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, that was the. First. I mean, I I do remember though going trick or treating when my kids were really small. No, then I would have some fun with that. You know, the kids running around. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, no, I'm just not. I mean, I I there are people that literally live and breathe Halloween. Like it is the day of the. How is it for your wife? Like it's like the day. Like Tuesday is going to be just. Uh, she loves it. Uh, we used to do this thing um, where we uh, dress up as a f- family for like one thing, you know, whether it be Toy Story or, <laughs> or Mario Kart or Princess Bride. or So it would be like a theme, a family theme. <laughs> I can only see you in costume. Yeah. <laughs> I so. mean, you, you stand out. <laughs> I, I, I stand out. I definitely stand out. <laughs> That is unbelievable. All right, we got another big day of college football going on right now. We've had one big upset on the day, Kansas taking care of business against Oklahoma. This was a back-and-forth game. Kansas jumped off to the early lead, Ephraim. Oklahoma came back, took the lead. And this is when you know you're a pretender. You're playing, again, not a terrible Kansas team. And the game is in Lawrence, so it's on the road. 
but it's two minutes to go. You punt the ball to Kansas, seven plays, 80-yard drive to take the lead. I mean, they just go right down the field. I mean, right through you. So the non-defense that Lincoln Riley installed during his time at (laughs) Oklahoma is still very much in effect right now. Speaking of Lincoln Riley, USC and the Trojans are down 28-17 to Cal at the half. Cal put up 28 in the first half against USC. Will fell off that thing fast, didn't it? Wow. That fell off. Oof. Let me ask you this, because, you know, later on I'll have my Heisman update. Caleb Williams is not in my top three, obviously. Um, how does how does this affect what's going on? I mean, we've, we've been talking here about Caleb Williams where, you know, let's use the Bears as an example, because the Bears not only have their own first-round pick, they also have Carolina's first pick. So, you know, the odds are in their favor to have that first overall pick. And we were saying, well, if you're the Bears – now you would have the luxury of having two top picks, but you say starting price, three number ones. Has any of the shine come off Caleb Williams' sizable stature after his Heisman season, great start to this season against lesser opponents? Have the last few games caused any concern about his value, how much you would give up in the draft in order to get Caleb Williams to be your franchise quarterback? Well, the easiest thing to do uh, is to ask the question, do you still think he's the first pick in the draft? Do you? I'm asking you, do you think he's still the first pick in the draft? I do, but but okay. the price tag to get to that first pick. Uh, no, no, no. The price tag doesn't change. As long as someone values him as the first pick in the draft, the price tag doesn't change because the first pick in the draft remains the the first pick in the draft, and if you have eyes on him as the first pick in the draft, then you're willing to part with what 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 he does this year in college football has no bearing oh. on, on on what what he that he's not going to be. He's going to be the first person drafted. Look what the 49ers gave up to get Trey Lance. Yeah. Look what the Bears gave up for Trubisky. Yep. By the way, passing on Mahomes in that same draft. Yeesh. We can go back. <laughs> so no, I mean, there's there's a lot of examples of exactly what you're talking about, yeah, where so teams doesn't if they got their mindset on somebody, do whatever. Remember the uh, Saints traded their entire draft for Ricky Williams. For Ricky Williams. That was that's got to be their dumb. entire draft. Mike Dicka and the Saints. Boy, that didn't that didn't age well. Did it? <laughs> that did not. The funny thing is, Ricky Williams once he got to the Dolphins, a pretty good running back, led the league in rushing one year. Yeah, after he left New Orleans. Yeah, after he left New Orleans. So, um, again, we are at that point of the college football season as we head to the end of October where we we, we almost have to take a step back right now. Uh, One team that is not playing today is Michigan. Michigan is 8-0. And we mentioned this a week ago, and they extended a record that is pretty remarkable on paper. They are the first team since the AP started ranking teams in 1936 to start a season 8-0 in which they've scored at least 30 points in all eight games and have given up 10 or fewer points in every game. You think of all the dominant teams in the history of college football, almost 100 years, first team to do that. However, look who they played. They haven't really played the who's who of college football. And then on top of that, you got this investigation going on about stealing signs and everything else. I say this because on paper, and you look at the numbers, Michigan looks like, hey, 
a dominant team. Mm-hmm. I don't see any Georgias from a couple of years ago or Alabamas from a couple of years ago or Clemsons from a couple of years ago. I see a lot more parity at the so-called top of the college football world this season. I, I agree with that. Uh, the thing we have to realize as consumers of college football, eventually these stack teams will slow down because the enormous amount of talent that goes to the next level from these teams. You look at Georgia, although they're handedly beating Florida right now, they this year haven't looked like themselves. No. Well, the the whole defense is in the NFL playing tomorrow. And they're all playing so, for the Eagles. Right, and they're <laughs> all playing for the Eagles. You look at Alabama. Yeah. All of their quarterbacks for the last six years are all starting tomorrow in the NFL. By the way, their quarterback is suddenly top ten in the nation in passing efficiency. So when you're always emptying the cupboards and you're restocking the cupboard and some of the food or some of the players you're restocking with haven't quite reached their maturity date, then you have these ebbs and flows. You have these times of parity. Um Next year, you'll see the powerhouses begin to separate themselves again because those kids who are playing now, some for the first time, will have a year of college football at at the highest level under their belts, and they'll be ready to take the next step. That's the whole point. Alabama at one point had Tua, had Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones in the same building. You mean Mac Jones that looked so good in his last game? At the same time. (laughs) Think about that. You had those three guys I know. In, the, in your, in in your their building yeah. at the same time. They're yes. all starting in the NFL. Yes. Yeah, it's going to take a minute. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a, a, a little bit for these powerhouses to, to really you know rebuild these teams and get them back up to what we're used to seeing. All right, I want to get back to USC and Caleb Williams. So when he won the Heisman Trophy, the other three finalists that were there were all heading to the playoff. And he said, I will be joining you next year. Mm, okay. Well, that's not happening. Well, he may get a ticket. He may join them at the festivities. <laughs> well, he might buy a ticket, but he, that's about it. Uh, by the way, as a returning Heisman winner, he can show up at the ceremony because they always bring back the former Heisman winners. Mm-hmm. But let, let's talk about Lincoln Riley for a moment here. So when I, when I really look at Lincoln Riley's resume at Oklahoma and USC, here's what I see. A one-trick pony. He's an offensive quarterback guy who, by the way, got transferred quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts, and Caleb Williams. Now, you could say, well, he was his coach at Oklahoma. Okay, but he brought him to USC. And now, all of a sudden, the rumors are out there that he wants to attach himself to Caleb Williams. Like, if you want the best out of Caleb Williams, you need to bring me along as the head coach. And I'm like, we've been down this road before. This was Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, You tell me, what is the difference? Is Cliff Kingsbury still in Thailand somewhere? (laughs) I don't know. What is the difference between Cliff Kingsbury and Lincoln Riley? In my opinion, there is no difference. Because when you look at USC, after what happened last season, their late collapse in the Pac-12 championship game against Utah and that embarrassing bowl game loss, you knew you had to address the defense. And yet he kept his defensive coordinator, same defense, even worse than it was a year ago. That doesn't show me a whole lot. 
especially if suddenly you're touting yourself to go to the next level. I wouldn't touch Lincoln Riley and hand him an NFL head coaching job. Well, maybe I, offensive coordinator, maybe a quarterback coach. Let's see what you do at the professional level. But to make him a head coach? No way. Well, what's happening right now with SC and Lincoln Riley is that opportunity to maybe be a package deal with um, Caleb Williams to the next level is expiring right before his eyes. Oh, yeah. Now, if SC's sitting at 8-0, undefeated, 7-1, right, still in position to be in the college football playoffs, and they make it to the national championship game, that's a package you can sell. But your continual collapse and, and, and have the inability to actually put a defense – on the field that can minimize what you do need from your star in Caleb Williams in that offense is something that will be held against him when trying to move to the next level. We've seen time and time again coaches with this mind, we said Cliff Kingsbury, with this mindset of offensive guru, this, this, and that, and, and fail at the next level because, as you know, being a head coach in the NFL is different than being in college. You really have to appoint or have your finger on your pulse on both sides of the ball. And it's very difficult to do when you're so focused on one side of the ball. Well, USC coming off two straight losses, losing on the road to Cal. This is a Cal team that came in with a record of 3-4, and 1-3 and three in the Pac-12 Cal leading USC at the half by a score of 28-17. to 17. We'll have plenty of college football news for you coming up on the show today. But on the other side, we're going to flip gears. We're going to talk some NFL. Our insider, Adam Kaplan, joins us coming up next. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Steve Hartman, Ephraim Salon. This is Fox Football Saturday. The previous co-host here, fully decked out in their Halloween gear. Us, not so much. Once again, we're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. And football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Sunday morning, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, for Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian O., Jeff Schwartz, and professional better Bill Crack Krakenberger will have you covered three hours before kickoff every Sunday morning. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Well, some people are jazzed by Halloween. We're jazzed by the NFL. The ups and downs that we see every single week in this league. Joining us right now is our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. And, you know, Adam, it's the same story week after week after week. Like, you try to figure out why certain teams look really good and certain teams (laughs) look really bad. And then we suddenly get a resurgent Patriots team with Mac Jones looking like the Mac Jones we saw his rookie season. And now they take it on the road against a Dolphins team that, well, let's face it, the five wins they have are against teams that have a combined five yeah. wins. So their two losses against better teams may be a telling sign. I want to start with that game, though. Uh, did the Patriots figure something out last week that they're going to build on to get that offense finally rolling with Mac Jones? And how are the Dolphins going to fare against a coach that knows them all too well and a Patriots team that does have at times, a pretty good defense. Yeah, so here's what happened. We'll, we'll start with the latter. What happened to the Dolphins in Philly? So the book on Tua Tungavaloa, the quarterback for the Dolphins, is very simple. Take away the first read, take away that first progression, which typically is over the middle, and he struggles. And he did. They, I mean, I can't believe it. They held him to 10 offensive points, but the Eagles did that. That's really been the story of his career, and that's why he would take really too much contact in previous years and get hurt. So that, that's something that Bell Belichick knows. You've got to take off that first read. And Gerard Mayo, the defense coordinator, they'll try to do that. Now, getting back to the Bills-Patriots game last week in Foxborough, 
They protected Mac Jones. They diversified the pass game a little bit. Uh, the Bills, now the Bills obviously won this, this past Thursday night on a short week at home. They weren't really impressive there either. Bills are just not playing crisp football, and they've got so many defensive injuries, which concern me. Uh, Daquan Jones, their best run, stopping D tackles out for the season. Matt Milano might miss th- uh, into the playoffs. He's got a broken leg. That worries me. He's one of the best linebackers in football. You know, the Bills are, Bills are sort of like they're, they're treading water. They're staying a- above water because Josh Allen's playing pretty well. But overall, that division is a little bit more open than I think we probably all anticipated. Uh, let's talk about the Cardinals and Kyler, the Kyler Murray saga. Uh, yeah. He's cleared to play, not on the injury report, but yet he won't be playing on Sunday. So what 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 are we hearing out of Arizona about what's going on there? Yeah, next week, guys, uh, the way that I hear it is at, at the very least, and this, and this is not a time you really want to start him, but they play at Cleveland next Sunday. Uh, he'll, he should be no worse than number two quarterback, and depending on how practice goes, because by the way, he's taken a decent amount of first-team reps the last two weeks. I mean, he may start. It's just a matter of how well they, they – they, it's, it's terms of timing. They just – let's not forget, he had not practiced until two, two weeks ago. The last time they had practice was late last season. We're talking about late December. You're talking about no off season, no preseason, no training camp, and no no practice until six weeks into the season. That that's just to have him play after two weeks. It's just it's just not right. It's not what you're looking to do. You want to give the guy. T- you really want to give the guy the timing back. That's the thing. And the other the other problem is that they have a brand new offensive scheme. It's completely different than the Cliff Kingsbury scheme and. The one that they're running, by the way, ironically, is the Brown scheme, who they play next week. It's more of two tight ends and two receivers. Well, to to follow up on that, is this a situation where, I mean, they're one and six. Um, They're on pace to possibly get uh, the first pick in the draft. Is there uh, any possible way that they decide that they take Caleb Williams and they're done with the Kyler Murray experiment? The, the question, Ephraim, is this. How are they going to get out of his contract? Mm. That's the number one challenge for them right now because next year, in 2024, uh, $35 million of his $37 million base salary is fully guaranteed, so they can't cut him. The question would be, if he could play well to end the season, can they trade him? Could, would someone want him? You know, the guy's 5'10". Teams typically don't like smaller quarterbacks. Yes, he's the first pick. Was the first pick overall some years ago, but that doesn't really matter in 2019. It it's what you are as an NFL player, and it's just that they're they're going to have to make a decision because what happens is not only is 24 got that huge base salary, uh, a, a a chunk of his base salary in 2025 becomes fully guaranteed in March, the fifth day of free agency. So they're they're going to be able, they're going to be eating some money here. There, there's no question. The, the, it just comes down to okay. If they want to move him, can they find somebody to take his contract? And obviously, if that team wanted him, there's no way they're going to take him on his contract. They would have to be restructured, and he'd have to probably take a pay cut. That's just, it's just too much money at this point for a guy who's coming off a major injury. Adam, are there NFL guidelines for concussion protocol? I ask this because last week, Deshaun Watson had a big hit, was cleared, and did not reenter the game. Now we have the Brock Purdy situation where it seems like almost immediately he was cleared and apparently will be playing yeah. tomorrow. Are, are there specific league guidelines in terms of when or how somebody clears the concussion protocol? Yeah, so there's six steps for the non 
game day protocol. We're talking about throughout the week. There's the there's the ability to have exercise. Then you 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 graduate to he, the the players allowed to practice. Then there's clear for contact, and then the final when you see the independent neurologist, and they they check the baseline. There's original baseline that you have of what you're given at the beginning of the season. If you pass that, you're you're passed. Now, the league will tell you. Going back two years ago, it was seven days was the average pro, was the average return to play from a concussion. It's now six or six. It's more six and a half days. Let's not forget with Purdy, he reported symptoms on their way back. Technically, technically. Very early Tuesday morning, because remember, they flew back from Minneapolis. It's not the three-hour time difference. It's, it's the time difference when he, when he flew, which is central time, from Minneapolis. And he didn't feel right. Now, they didn't let him. He, he felt much better Wednesday. And he felt pretty clear on Thursday. That's why they allowed him to take some reps. Then he took all of them yesterday, as I understand it. And, and I'm told by a team source, he looked great. He looked normal. No problems. He had that. He had the final concussion examination today from the independent neurologist, and he's good to go. So you ask your question: How long does it take? Usually six and a half to seven days. It's very rare to do what Brock Purdy did. That's a great question. Now the other thing is in game. It's it, it depends on what what is seen. Did was he spotted moving around and and sh- like he going to the wrong sideline? Did he look right physically and stuff like like you have to evaluate what he looked like in this situation. I, there are probably eight players who are listed with a head injury in last week's because I chart every injury in the National Football League from starters and key backups. I counted at least eight players last Sunday who had head injuries. Only two of them were concussed, or listed as, with a concussion. Where they, they were evaluated, Steve, they went into that, that tent and they checked them. They went through the testing, whatever testing they give. They don't tell us exactly what they're, what, what's asked and how they evaluate it in that tent, but they were cleared to come back to play. Let me ask you this. Let's talk about the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Don't look now, three and three, after all the air was sucked out of the room on the fourth play of the the season for them. They've managed to step up, compete, and they have the Giants, they have the Chargers, and they have the Raiders. What are the chances – that they can continue to move in the right direction, and we're talking about them next month for a playoff spot. Well, they feel, let's start with Zach Wilson. They feel they really do feel like he's played much better, uh, probably the last three games. Now you have to isolate throws. He really played well against the Chiefs after a very slow start. I think people probably forgot the actually the, he didn't get off to a good start in the game, but the final three quarters he was best ball of his career. He was really good. Denver he made some good isolated throws. Against Philly, it was a very controlled passing game. They didn't ask him to do a lot. So he's, be- he's getting better. And yes, you look at their next three games at the Giants, hosting the Chargers and at the Raiders, all very winnable. They should be able to beat a Giants team starting Tyrod Taylor, who, by the way, played well last week. Mm-hmm. But that's a game they should win. And by the way, both starting corners are going to be back. They both, speaking, speaking of concussions, they both got cleared from the protocol. So that's a game they should win. Yeah, now... The hope is, let's forget about the regular season, okay? The, 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 the talk about Aaron Rodgers, as I understand it, the only realistic talk would be if for somehow, some way they get to the playoffs, could he be ready somehow? That's their, that's their hope. It's not for the regular season. I, we we got to slow that down a little bit. By the way, I, uh, I have to mention this. <clears throat> so Tyrod Taylor, when he was with the Chargers, we were interviewing him. 
And I don't know how it came up, but he said, you know, it's funny. Everyone has always called me Tyrod Taylor. I knew that was coming. Yeah, Tyrod. And, and his, <laughs> his, his mother's named him Tyrod. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she goes, my, my son's name is Tyrod. Now, I, I spelled it in a way where people think it's Tyrod, and he's a good guy, right? He doesn't say he's sure. 34 years old, right? So he's not going to correct him, right? He's not going to correct him. We were, so sure. Rich Ornberger and I happened to be there. So we're the only people that actually call him Tyrod Taylor. Uh-huh. Only nice, but uh, I was like, well, "Why don't you tell people?" He goes, "Ah, nobody cares." And he goes, "Okay, I, I get it." You know how many times I've been Ephraim? I, I will say, <laughs> I'll introduce Ephraim. myself as Ephraim. They'll be like, "Hey, nice to meet you, Ephraim." And I'm like, "Wow, that was literally that was literally <laughs> not what I said one second ago." <laughs> I know that's what I mean. It, it's funny, but you know, give 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 Tarad uh, pretty good credit. He played really well last. Yeah, week. he's playing. He's playing well, man. And Daniel Jones is was pretty close this week, so it, it's you know, it's neck injuries. This is a second neck injury, and good for them to win that game last week. And the trade deadline's coming up here, folks. It's going to be interesting uh, ne- next uh, seventy two hours. Adam, great stuff as always, man. Another unpredictable week coming up in the NFL. That is a guarantee. Thanks so much, Adam. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Thank you. That is Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. By the way, we're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are heading to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at BreedersCup.com. Let's find out what is trending right now. A man that wears many hats, to say the least. Tennis. Once again, you know, he, volleyball. he joins us. Volleyball. Yeah, volleyball action. And uh, getting ready for UCLA postgame talk. Yes. Today for the UCLA game is uh, they get ready for Colorado, who, by the way, is coming into the Rose Bowl. They supposedly sold out the Rose Bowl. Well, uh, for this game. Now, I don't know how many people actually show up. There's but. an asterisk there because they're still going to have a couple of tarps. They've taken some of the tarps out, but there will be around 70,000 people. There will be 70,000 people That's for a UCLA a, football well, game? Again, it, it, there's a discrepancy between how many <laughs> tickets were bought. Tickets sold, yes. Yeah, and yeah. then how many actually show up. And, you know, Los Angeles, and yeah. if it's only convenient, yeah. are people going to actually when, when show up? When people see attendance figures, it's tickets sold. Yeah. It's not butts and seats. Let's make it clear. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, uh, but that's going to be exciting today. You know, we'll see how that happens. You got UCLA on the right track. Yeah, I think that they're going to win this game by three or four touchdowns. And I hope I'm not eating my words after the game. So (laughs) So you're uh, on the record right now. Yeah, on the record right now. Well, USC football is on the record for some predictable play, i.e. not playing well. They're trailing right now in the third quarter, the number 24 ranked Trojans. They've lost two already this season. A third is in the the realm of possibility down to Cal at Cal 28 to 23 and yeah 12 minutes remaining in the third quarter there number 14 Notre Dame is showing no mercy against Pittsburgh 57 to 7 fourth quarter there that one is out of reach number 7 Texas hoping to do just that against BYU with the Longhorns trying to get to 7 and 1 on the season own a 28 to 6 advantage in the fourth quarter there number 1 Georgia is mincing up Florida 36 to 13 about 7 minutes left in the fourth quarter and then the Gators will be out of their misery as far as completed games one major upset and it went down in Lawrence Kansas where the Jayhawks after a couple of turnovers in the fourth quarter found a way late to stun number 6 Oklahoma 38 to 33 giving the Sooners their first loss of the season number 10 Penn State on shaky ground almost lost but 
but did score nine points late in the fourth quarter to avert an upset. 33-24 victorious. They were at home against Indiana. Number 8 Oregon just put the finishing touches, laying the smackdown on number 13 Utah. 35-6, number 4 Florida State. 41, Wake Forest 16. So the Seminoles are out to 8-5 and five on the season. But as I get it back to you, Stephen Ephraim, it is not an easy feat for teams to go into Utah and win. If you take out the pandemic year, the shortened season in 2020, Utah has not lost at home since 2018. But they've gone the entire year without their starting quarterback. But even how good their defense is, it just shows you how much better Oregon's offense yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Utah, this is I mean, coach of the year type stuff. Because you thought you were going to get your starting quarterback. Now he's gone for the year. They've completely written him off. Utah gets that big win against SC last week. That beat UCLA. It's a hell of a coach. Kyle Winningham never misses a day at the gym either. I want my coach to be working out eight days a week. And Did you tell that to Chip Kelly to his face? <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's a shot fired. Well, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I mean, you look at Chip Kelly and Kyle Winningham. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's I don't know. Let me let me ask. Let's let's ta- let's talk to yeah. Ephraim about this. Ephraim, do you feel like you just naturally have more respect for a head coach or an assistant coach that keeps himself in physical shape than one that doesn't? No, I, as a I player, would be you a natural as reaction, a player, right? you don't care. You just want them to understand the game and. Mm-hmm. You know, you have trust in them. Whether they eat Philly cheesesteaks or <laughs> quinoa uh, salads, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter as long as I believe that you can help us win. I mean, there have been some, I mean. <sighs> when I'm taking orders from a coach, I want Rob Ryan to tell me how to work out and tell me to do that, <laughs> that extra sprint. When I watch Rob Ryan, that's the guy that I want him to give me advice on how to work out. Well, again, when we when we think back to like Charlie Wise, <laughs> who they they term sort of had the the frontal ass is basically what they said. What about the old Kansas and, and the guy coach. by the way who never Mark Mangino? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Wise never even played football. He was a student at Notre Dame. He never actually played the game, and he. Paid no, some I was somebody told me one time that somebody walked in on Charlie Weiss. I don't know if it was a player, a recruit, and he literally was sitting at his desk in his office. Yeah, and he is literally covered in crumbs from chips. <laughs> like his belly's hanging, and it's just you know like he's finished a bag, but half the bag is on his shirt. It happens. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're an athlete, right? I mean, you are doing everything in your to work hard. Yeah, yeah. And there's some guy barking at you. <laughs> look, look. To get if, off your it, it'll make lazy a difference. ass. I'll, I'll and tell you're you looking when, at this guy like, dude, I'll tell you mixing when it makes a salad. Difference. Nah, I'll tell you when it makes a difference. If your strength and conditioning coach right. is out of shape. Well, is there such a thing as a now, strength and di- a conditioning coach Now you've coach lost us. <laughs> now you've lost us. It's like, ah, I'm good, bro. I'm going to do my own thing. Most of these coaches are in pretty good shape. Most of them. Yeah, that's the only, that's the I, only I, I'm not saying Kyle Whittingham shape, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. From a, again, if you're if you're a genius and you and you know the game well, 
my, you know, Leach was one of those guys, yeah. right? Never played the game, but he was like this offensive genius. Um, and obviously, I had respect for that. So, okay. But I just asked for as a player, does it? Does well, it you're enter pretty your good mind? shape. You should be a coach. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, no. I, I I have proven for many many years how little I actually know. I think I know a lot. I feel like I know a lot, right? But there's always some new spin on things that I miss. Unless you're Mike McDaniel and you're a coach in college of the NFL, you are going to be huffing and puffing from the sideline to the locker room at the half. That's just how <laughs> it is. These guys don't really have a time to work out. They don't have be- it, yeah. Yeah, because they're watching film and they're getting two hours of sleep. I mean, I remember the the, the, the last year for Jim Mora. Jim Mora was sleeping at UCLA in his office. Oh, most of the coaches sleep in their office. Yeah. yeah. That's the last time Andy Reid did a sit-up. What do you think? Dang, what is happening right now? The guy's one of the greatest coaches in history. And by the way... Sounds like a lot of fat shaming going on here. Hey, look. I'm I'm talking his genius, right? He is. I mean, right now, we are looking at a rematch. Are we not of the Eagles and the Chiefs? With the 49ers suddenly unraveling the last couple of weeks? By the way, do you do you buy into all these rumors that uh, <clears throat> Kirk Cousins was on uh, auditioning for the 49ers job? He has a history with Kyle Shanahan back to their Washington days. No. They have a quarterback. He hasn't looked as great the last couple of weeks. They have a quarterback. Do they have a quarterback? Yeah, they got a quarterback. I mean, they got the quarterback at the right price, obviously. Kirk Cousins was And really... he'll be the right price for the next three four years so you're not concerned that no. teams have finally maybe figured out no rock purdy because i was trumpeting his you know He's stature fine, for five weeks the guys then... lost two games one of them you know he put the team in position to win it's how oh, did he oh. look how did he look to you last week he's okay you know he's okay he looks like a quarterback in the nfl how's josh allen looked Josh Allen needs an offensive line. Josh Allen needs a running game. The Bills are overrated. Right. How's Justin Herbert look? You can ask how everyone's look. Justin Herbert is Phillip Rivers 2.0. Patrick Mahomes has, hasn't always been as sharp as we were like so. But he finds ways. Yeah, I mean, he's. he's That's what separates him from the rest of the pack. He's different. He is the outlier. Right. I mean, their the wide receiver core is subpar this year. And yet they're yeah, still 6 and 1. Yeah. They're finding ways to win. All right, coming up on the other side, it is that time for me to update you on where I stand in the Heisman chase. Let me get, do you have a Heisman vote? I actually have a Hmm. vote. Okay. It matters. Coming up next. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. 
And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Steve Hartman, Ephraim Salam, Fox Football Saturday, coming live from the TireRack.com studios, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, it is that time. Let's go. Countdown commenced. Heisman Watch. Three, two, one. All right, before we get to my uh, Heisman update, Lorena, you're all decked out. Who who are you supposed to be is what we want to know. She's a your... crayon, right? I'm I a know. crayon. Yes, Ephraim. Ten points. There it is. She's a crayon. I'm a crayon. I'm the color blue. <laughs> I thought it was obvious. Brandon, what did you think I was? I thought she was Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. I thought you just said she <laughs> was Danny G. Too. Everyone, He says Danny G to everybody. Who are you? Danny G. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, we need you to dress up. I am. I'm going to be dressing up as a TV sports anchor here in about 10 minutes. I can't wait to see it. Yes, I'm going to move into that. Uh, is, it a, is it crayon or crayon? Who says what? It's a crayon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crayon? Crayon? Let me ask you crayon. this. Is it an almond or an almond? Almond. It's an almond. Is it almond? It's almond. Almond or almond? It's a nut. (laughs) All right, each week I give you an update of where I stand because I do have a Heisman vote. Do you? In the Heisman chase, indeed I do. Here is my current number three. Go back to throw. Going to go fade route for Tez. He's got it and he scores. Tez Johnson. Back shoulder, left hand corner of the end zone. Perfect throw. Brother to brother. Bo Nix, quarterback of Oregon, is my number three. He is still completing close to 80% of his passes this season. Again, their one loss against Washington on the road today, by the way, in their win on the road against Utah, 24-31, 248 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. 
Bo Nix, Oregon quarterback, is my current number three. Here is my number two. Second down and 16 for Michigan from the Spartan 22-yard line. J.J. in a shotgun. Spartans jump off sides. J.J. back to pass. Can take a shot. Fires to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Colston Loveland. That would be Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy at number two. First time he has made my list. Hard to ignore a guy leading the nation in passing efficiency for a team that's 8-0. The only thing holding me back is who have they beat? Everybody they played. Everybody they played, exactly. They're off this week, but J.J. McCarthy, Michigan quarterback, is my number two. Here is my current number one. Motion, Jalen Polk to the inside of the formation. Snap, Penix fakes to the flat. Now he's going to throw downfield. Looks wide open. Giles Jackson got it. Touchdown, Washington. Michael Penix threw it on a rope, and the Huskies march right down the field. 26 yards. Michael Penix Jr., Washington quarterback, remains my number one. However, for the second time this season, he's had a game without a touchdown pass. Now, I'd have to look this one up. It's been a long time since a quarterback won the Heisman Trophy with two games in which he had zero touchdown passes. I have to concede, last week we were talking about Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, he was close. I was really trying to break down his numbers to get him into the top three. Did not quite make it. But I, I can honestly say it's one of those years, and we've had years like this, where we head into November, and whoever I have now, none of, of these guys could be on the list in a couple of weeks. It is that close right now. What about the kid from uh, Florida State? He's on the cusp as uh, well. I mean, he almost threw for 40 yards today. He's getting there. He's getting there, but Bo Nix played well okay, on the road right. against Utah. Utah doesn't I mean, lose home games. You had a guy in there who didn't even play this week, so I'm just saying. Well, J.J. Uh, McCarthy, a lot of Michigan fans just have, saying. have been like, where is McCarthy? He's leading the nation in passing. He's undefeated. Where oh, so is he you, on the list? So you collapse under the pressure then. 78% completion. I'm going yeah, but by he didn't numbers. play. You're up to the minute, remember? You're I up to the minute. He's my number two. I don't vary from my current up to the date. Okay. Up to the minute. All right. And, yes, I did look hard. If Bo Nix had looked indifferent today or Oregon had a narrow win, they blew him out in Utah I'm just trying against to, a really good defense. Just trying to figure out what the yes. parameters here. Yes. I, I don't know. But I am conceding the fact week. that I don't feel confident in this current trio. I mean, let's go back to Michigan. I mean, Michigan, who do they play? They're going to play Penn State coming up here in a couple of weeks. Penn State doesn't look great. Uh, it's really going to come down to that Ohio State game and the Big Ten championship game if Michigan gets there, whether or not J.J. McCarthy can win the Heisman Trophy. Not every Heisman Trophy winner is one for the ages. Not everyone's like Joe Burrow. <laughs> you know, it's one of those years where you throw 50 touchdowns yeah. and your team is just dominating. You know, those are the easy years. Every once in a while you have a year like you sort of hold your nose and like, okay. Is, somebody, this, is this one of those years? I, right I mean, now it's it's not a great year. I can tell you, you someone that has voted for this award a a number of of times. Top prospects for quarterbacks for the next level. I would love to get a non-quarterback in there. Once again, we're here in the TireRack.com studios. More college football news, and we break down a big NFL Sunday. This is Fox Football Saturday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Rolling along here on another busy college football Saturday. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. And I'm at Selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I was reading an article today about the World Series, Ephraim. I don't know. What's that? Yeah. Well, I watched last night. It was a Friday night, and there wasn't a whole lot going on. Uh, My son was at a wedding. His mother decided to go to the wedding. Okay. I'm not sure why she was there, but that left me alone at the house, and I thought, all right, game one of the World Series. Turned out to be a hell of a game. I mean, it had everything that makes baseball postseason special. Dramatics, bottom of the ninth inning, home team down by two. Corey Seager just, when you see a guy just hit the ball right on the numbers, bang, ties the game, and then talk about names. So I'm listening to the broadcast. Garcia, this guy has been unbelievable for the Rangers, right? He has 22 runs batted in. His first name is spelled A-D-O-L-I-S. 
I heard the same announcer pronounce it four different ways during the course of the game. He had Adolus, 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 Adolus. A-D-O-L-I-S Garcia. I'm going to go with, because I'm going to have to use it on TV tonight. I'm going to go with Adolus. 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 It sounds right to me. Okay. Uh, but it, it was it was incredible, right? And no one's watching. No, nobody is. Now, I know you've been watching NBA. You uh-huh. watched the Lakers yes. look predictably ordinary on the road against Denver. Okay. Yeah, you, you you saw Anthony Davis's yeah. zero points in the second half. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. But yeah, and the Joker doing a number on them, and it looked player. exactly best, like it did. He, well, in he's the, the best player in college. I mean, uh, excuse me, in the NBA, right. best player in, in the association. But it didn't look any different than when no, the Nuggets didn't. swept the Lakers. It didn't. There's there's no change. And then they came back and won. But I know you're watching some NBA. You're telling me when is the last time? If ever you can remember actually watching every game of the World Series, as a kid, did you watch the World Series? Um, what was it? Uh, I remember watching the first time I actually really watched baseball was was eighty seven with Earl Hershiser, eighty eight, eighty eight, yeah, uh, Dodgers A's, Kirk Gibson, and you know, so I was like, oh wow, this is exciting. You know, L A was buzzing, and, yeah. And, but I, I was never really a baseball guy. Didn't play as a youth. I didn't really get into baseball until a couple years ago when I started coaching my kids mm-hmm. in baseball. And, and I have the utmost respect for it. I I I love uh, coaching it. We won the uh, nine U championship over at Sherman Oaks uh, Little League. In, All right. In well, baseball. let me slow you down for a second here because you're coaching kids mm-hmm. that I assume have some interest in baseball. Yeah. Because that's what they say about baseball. For someone of my generation mm-hmm. that actually remembers when baseball ruled the world. Oh, it doesn't it rule anything now. But well, go it ahead. hasn't. But back in the day, it mm-hmm. did. I mean, the 75 World Series between the Reds and the Red Sox, and you had Pete Rose, and you had Fred Lund, all these great players. It's like 40 million people watching every game. There was nothing else on. Well, the NFL was there, but the NFL wasn't anywhere uh, near no, where it is No, of course now. not. No. But now, I think they did a poll. This is the recent poll about what is the sport you watch First, mm-hmm. your first choice, identified as a sports fan, okay, as a, de- a sports fan. The NFL got 34%, NBA 12%, baseball got 9 Yeah, that's 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 accurate. First of all, it's too many games. Right. 160, what, 165 games? 162 so, in the regular season, then so four sloppy. rounds of the playoffs. And they play at Wednesday at 11 a.m. sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, it just... It de- the All Star Game is on the weekday. Like yeah. what, none of none of this translates to viewership. They have a problem marketing baseball. Well, right? I, I've asked this Best many, player many, in many baseball times. doesn't really speak English that well. Oh, he doesn't speak English. I've never heard him speak so, English. So when you have all of the and look, baseball is a tremendous is a is a tremendous sport. It's unbelievable. And it doesn't resonate with youth to a certain age. First of all, soccer and baseball are the two sports that kids play in this country first because you can do that the youngest. I believe at soccer you can start at four 
and baseball is right around that five, six year old with T ball, you know, right. even younger, some some places. So parents get their kids out there and they get them active and and some of the kids are good and and you move on and you continue going on but as you get older like a lot of my kids in baseball I also had them in basketball right as you get older and the only currency as as young people becomes popularity it's not about money it's not about any of that it's about attention and popularity and so as you grow, let me ask you this. When's the last time you went to a high school baseball game? Well, even when I was in high school in the mid-70s, you didn't football go. was number one. If you were on the football team, if you were the quarterback of the football team, you are big man on campus. Kids feel that energy. Yes. I remember in high school, baseball. the baseball games were being played during sixth period. Yes. No one was even out of school to go to the game. My high school had great baseball. Robin Yount, the Hall of Famer, went to my high school. We had a really good baseball team. And our football team wasn't that great. But believe me, the football Friday players night were lights, the stars. The whole town, the whole yeah. city is at the games. Basketball, pep rallies, the gym is packed. Baseball, it's parents and a few scouting coaches at the games in high school and that resonates with young people where popularity is their biggest currency baseball hall of famer dave winfield was a multi-sport star he was drafted in the nba played basketball at the university of minnesota football he was six six he could have played football he ended up playing baseball and made the hall of fame i asked him when you had to make that decision when you had options in which sport to choose, he goes, it was a no-brainer. I knew I could play baseball longer than any other sport. In other words, giving me Mm -hmm. a longer career as an athlete, which coincides with more money in my pocket over the course of a longer career. He ended up playing 22 seasons in Major League Baseball. You do not see guys playing 22 years in the NFL. No. So, Bruce but that's, but I mean, he made the right decision. Oh, yeah. He goes, if you can hit a curveball. See, that's – that's you, you can get a really good athlete sitting there against fastballs, and he can hit them. Can he hit a major league breaking ball? Because when that thing's coming at you and breaking and a it, foot yeah. – I agree. Not everybody can do that. It's rarefied air that it, can actually it, do that. It is, but like I said – Michael kids, Jordan hit 202 in the minors. Kids want – to be popular. Right. The sports that are popularized and polarized in this country are basketball and football. Mm-hmm. Basketball commercials, football commercials, very few baseball commercials. I don't know why. Think about this. Think about how much money these baseball players are making. Baseball doesn't have the marketing uh, genius behind their machine. Well, in how league. are they paying it's, so much money to these players then? Where's all this money coming from? I have zero idea. I really don't know. Right? So that that to me, I'm still baffled. Um, I will tell you this. it's. I know the it, NBA money is coming from China, well, but I mean, that's a different story. Well, you got to look at baseball as an international sport as well. Yes, it is. So, And growing it, international. It's, it's along those lines because the majority of MLB, well, I don't want to say majority, but a large portion of the MLG, uh, MLB players mm-hmm. are not fr- American born. Right. So, 
it's a, get kids in other countries dreaming to get an opportunity to get to the MLB. It's the opposite here by in terms of numbers and by the masses. But we do have Major League Baseball. Yeah, and from a revenue standpoint, even if the numbers don't hold up, I guess attendance was up slightly this year around Major League Baseball. I mean, San Diego's a prime example. Mm-hmm. The prime They had a subpar season. They're selling out Petco. They spend a ton of money on big-name players, and the city of San Diego, which only has one major sport, bought into it. And they're buying tickets for the games. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's it's especially if you can like a, the ballpark, Petco Park, and it's the weather. It's it's just it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, you that's an experience. You'd go there and you'd have a good time, and it, it's there fun. is something about being at a ballpark that's a lot different than being at a football stadium or a basketball arena. It's a different atmosphere. It is. It, it really and, is. And baseball's not a TV sport. Hockey fans know this as well. Hockey yeah, is hockey not. Hockey is definitely not. You can't not. see the game on television, line changes and everything else. By the way, Caleb Williams and USC, they're battling right now. Do we have a final on that, or is that still going on? End of the third quarter, and USC is still trailing Cal by a score of 36-29. to 29. All right, we're going to continue to update you on the football scene, college football scene, but also some big games in the NFL. What to make of the sudden demise of the San Francisco 49ers? We'll break it down. This is Fox Football Saturday. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're A figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. 
It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I love this. Steve Harbin, from Salav, Fox Sports Saturday. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios, and we're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at BreedersCup.com. We're about a half an hour away from kickoff. Super duper. UCLA and Colorado. I just saw Chip Kelly talking to Deion Sanders at midfield, and I I could get the sense of what he was saying. He basically said to him, thank you for finally filling this place up because we've been playing home games with less than half capacity here at this gigantic Rose Bowl. And because you guys showed up, we actually sold some tickets. So I think he was thanking Deion Sanders for all the hype. Now, as far as Colorado is concerned, they are one and three in conference play. They're four and three overall. So, in other words, they've lost three of their last four games. And it really doesn't matter. No. Because we said this early in the year. I mean, this is just the reality of a team that just doesn't have any defense, uh, doesn't have a lot of depth. Uh, they have some obviously really skilled players. Uh, And by the way, I'm hoping Shadur Sanders stays another year. I'd like to see this guy, because I think a year from now, they'll be be significantly better. And especially in a conference where, well, you know, they're going into the uh, Big 12. So we'll see that how that plays out. But now that we're halfway, more than halfway through the season, give give us a little uh, breakdown on exactly what Deion Sanders coming to Colorado has meant for FBS football this year. Well, what it did was it it shifted the attention to you know, real coaching, culture building. It's it is not about the uh the the wins and losses immediately. When you get a new coach, the first thing they want to do is you got to win the conference, you got to do this, you got to do that. Colorado was the worst Division One team in the nation last year at one and eleven. Deion Sanders comes in, has a tremendous turnover, fifty-three uh, students out of the transfer portal, only three returning starters, and so you're at a position where how was this going to work if? Dion, if they go to a bowl, it's a tremendous success. But what it did was it, it shined a spotlight on culture building. It shined a, a spotlight on like true coaching outside of the X's and O's. And it 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 really galvanized people. It made people who didn't watch college football watch college football all right so his critics harp the other day 17 penalties in a game Mm -hmm. undisciplined football um you know there are always going to be people that are going to take shots well look he has some things he has to clean up Dion is flash and yes you got a great quarterback and you got some talented players on your team but you're losing a couple of close games because your team is lacking discipline 
in the late stages of games when they need to hold things together. How much is that a reflection on him? Well, How so, much is that just basic immaturity of college kids? So think about this. If you have 53 new players on a team mm. that just got there a few months ago. Yeah. Came from all over the country. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be a miracle worker to have everyone on the same page. Right. Have everyone buy in at the exact same time of the culture and the standards you're trying to set. It's nearly impossible. So trying to hold this impossible standard up to Deion Sanders because he speaks in a way and he teaches in a way that exudes confidence it's a ridiculous thing. And the thing about Dion is, first of all, you you're not the player you he was unless you have discipline. Oh, you got to be The fact that he was able to do two sports, only guy ever to play in a World Series and a Super Bowl, that's insane discipline. That's yeah. double the discipline if you can actually dedicate yourself to play at the highest level in two professional sports. So, Most, I agree with you. It's 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 a pro- that's why I just I just hope hope that he can hold this team together next year. Oh, I think he can hold the team together. Just think about the five-star recruits or the transfer guys who will now be there on the offense and defensive lines. Right? You, he's going to get some big-time recruits and transfers to man that defensive line. He's going to get some big hogs, as we like to call our offensive linemen, to be able to stand up in protection. This is one year. This is not even a year. It's been a few months of Deion Sanders being there, but we've seen the culture change. We've seen the community change, and we've seen college football change. All right. Speaking of coaches, do you know which game this week in the NFL the two teams have the best current combined record? The answer is Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. The 5-2 and two Jags going against the 4-2 and two Steelers. Doug Peterson had to clean up the mess from Urban Meyer, got that team to the playoffs in one year, and after a 1-2 and two start, they've rolled over four straight opponents. They're on pace. And then there's Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, how this Pittsburgh team is 4-2, and two, there is one answer. Mike Tomlin. Culture. Mike Tomlin. Culture, man. I don't know why it is. Maybe it's because he's one of only three coaches the Steelers have had since 1969 with Chuck Knoll and Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin. Maybe it's an organizational thing why he doesn't get credit. This man has never had a losing season. He is going to be in the Hall of Fame. And last year, I thought he did the best coaching job in the NFL to get that team with a rookie quarterback who was not putting up flashy numbers to a winning record. And he's doing it again this year. So when you Quietly. hear Kelter, that's but that's the Tomlin way, right? You look at this team. Kenny Pickett is a guy. <laughs> There's nothing special about Kenny Pickett yet. Pickens, yes. Pickett, no. But when these games come down to the wire, Mike Tomlin knows how to pull it out. So what is it about Mike Tomlin? You played against Mike Tomlin. This guy's been around a long time. A, why is he such an effective coach? And B, why doesn't he get the recognition that he has earned? Uh, I think he's a special coach because the trust that he has with his players. He knows that there is no sugarcoating, no 
bull crap being shoveled. He is going to talk to you and treat you like a man, uh, even if you're not ready to be one. And that's a big thing. Most people think once you get to the NFL, you're ready to go, you're a grown man. No, there's still kids being drafted into the NFL who don't know what being a professional is. Mike Tomlin is someone who can help that. He, someone who he dealt does with help AB. That. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. People that unravel when they leave, Look, but the, when they're under his tutelage, he sets they a standard. keep it together. He sets a standard, and he's a straight shooter, and we see a similar uh, effect that, that Dion is having in Colorado. It's the trust. If you can gain the trust level of your locker room then and, and management at the same time, then you have something special. It's usually either or, you know, management believes you, locker room guys don't, so on and so forth. But, you know, it, 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 Mike Tomlin, what he's been able to do in his tenure there has been tremendous. And the fact that we don't praise him more or, or, or speak about it more, uh, it, it baffles me. But trust me, as long as he wants to coach, he'll have a job in Pittsburgh. They know what they have. By the way, the second best matchup based on records, Browns at the Seahawks. Who would have thought? Both teams sitting at four and two. Who would have thought? So Deshaun Watson's been sitting. Doesn't matter. Nope. And Seattle. Two before last season, when they dealt away Russell Wilson, I said it's over. You got a 70-year-old coach. What is he going to start over again? But you talk about another guy with no let up. A culture, Pete Carroll in Seattle, Geno Smith. I didn't even know he was still playing <laughs> when he started last season. I go, is he still in the league? Still in the league, still cooking. Made the Pro Bowl, and he's doing it again this year. Still cooking. His culture, his belief. But it goes it, back to coaching. Yep. See, a lot of people Not dismiss coach, coaching at the professional level. In the college level, the coaches are the stars, whether it's college football, college basketball. The coaches are the stars because the players come and go. But in the professional ranks, most coaches are just dismissed. Yeah, I think because... How many make a difference? Well, in the case of Mike Tomlin and Pete Carroll, there are others, obviously, but those guys make a difference. And look, and it's, it's not just about making a difference. It's about continually That's and continuously it. making a, 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 a difference. Right. right. You it, can ride it, a good quarterback for a long time, Bill Belichick. But what happens when he's gone and he's not in the building anymore? Can you continue making that difference? Right. And it, it's, it's tough to do when you don't have that guy under center. Big Ben leaves. Pittsburgh's still winning. Russell Wilson leaves, Seattle still winning. And that is hard to do. That is really hard to do, but those two guys are getting it done. All right, let's find out what is trending right now. Did Kevin Wire just sort of step into the building? What? What's going oh, on Oh, yeah, here? just uh, walking right in here. I uh, look up, and I was like, everyone's wearing these Halloween costumes today, and we had to guess who they are, and I'm like, are you dressed as Kevin Wired? I mean, uh, today, yes. Uh, well, earlier I played in a flag football game, a beach flag football game. So I dressed as a football player, hurt my knee, so I kind of have a little bit of a okay, a real life experience on what that's like. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but that's you a, haven't retired yet from I have playing not retired the game. Yet. I like that. 
And like uh, unlike Kawhi Leonard, I show up when I'm hurt. So Wow. Wow. Shots Taking a shot at a Clipper fan in the house. All right. We do have a full slate of college football action. We do have a handful of games in progress. We're looking at the game going up in Berkeley. Number 24, USC and Cal. And it's been a rough couple of weeks for the Trojans. They got blown out by Notre Dame. They lost a tough one to Utah. And they're on the road at Cal, a game they were hoping to get back on the right track. And despite a couple of touchdowns from Caleb Williams, he's also thrown for 349 yards. It's the Trojans behind by seven. It's 43-36 in favor of the Golden Bears. They got about 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Some other games just getting started. Number five, Washington with an early 7-0 lead over Stanford. They're about midway through the first. 19th ranked Air Force looking to stay undefeated. They're on the road at their rival Colorado State. It's the Falcons leading at 7-0, about five minutes left in the first there. Number 21, Tennessee, a 10-0 lead over Kentucky, about 3-15 to go in that first quarter. Some games that have gone final, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, but the Gators not in a partying mood. The top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs steamroll them 43-20. to The upset of the day, though, came in the Big 12. Three seconds separating Kansas from a moment of historical significance. Three-step drop. Gabriel steps up, lobs to the end zone. It's tipped in the air and knocked away. KU's going to win it. KU's going to win. Oklahoma goes down. That was Brian Haney on the Jayhawks Sports Network from Learfield. The Jayhawks take down the sixth-ranked Sooners, 38-33. to And not only does that get a win for Kansas, they're now just within a game of the top spot in the Big 12. They now have the tiebreaker over Oklahoma. In the big noon kickoff game, number 10 Penn State beats Indiana 33-24. Number 7 Texas, a dismantling a BYU on their home stadium 35-6. to In the Pac-12, we had a matchup that was much anticipated. Oregon and Utah, we thought this very well could determine who will play in the Pac-12 championship game, but uh, this one really wasn't much of a contest. Bo Nix, a couple of touchdown tosses as the Ducks beat the Utah Utes 35-6. to 14th-ranked Notre Dame, 58-7 winners over Pitt. Number 18, Louisville shuts out. Number 20, Duke, 23-0. And 22nd-ranked Tulane holds on against Rice, 30-28. And in the World Series, we got Game 2 with Texas on top of the Arizona Diamondbacks, 1-0 in that best-of-seven series. We got Game 2 getting... Started tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, over on Fox. Back to you guys. All right, Kevin, thank you very much. Once again, this is Fox Football Saturday. We are coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. So when USC and UCLA announced that they were moving to the Big Ten and now Washington and Oregon will join them, a lot of people that were Pac-12 fans getting a little nervous about, like, wow, they're going to be up against it going into the uh, Big Ten Let's face it, Ephraim, the Pac-12 this year is better than the Big Ten this year. Oh, yeah. And it's not even close. I mean, you have Michigan, you have Ohio State, and I think both those programs, I mean, Michigan is putting up some lofty numbers, but again, they haven't really played anybody. Uh, We've watched Penn State is not that great. Ohio State's on the road against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not there. Iowa, you know the... You know, the the usual suspects are that next tier in the Big Ten. You look at these, I mean, Washington. Now, granted, Washington will have a new quarterback. Oregon will have a new quarterback. Might look a lot different USC next year. USC will have but a new yeah. quarterback. Uh, that's cyclical. But it will be interesting to see who adjusts to who quicker. 
Will it be the existing Big Ten teams adjusting to the West Coast teams coming in or vice versa in terms of who makes the quickest adjustment next well, season? I think it'll be, you know, the, the, the teams that are already in the Big Ten to, to make the, the the adjustment first. They got to come out to the West Coast for yeah, games. Yeah, I, I get it. But coming out to the West Coast, that's not a bad thing to do. But going back east, mm. November, December, that's that's pretty tough. There was a, there was a time though when the Rose Bowl, well, it's it's gone back and forth in terms back in the day when it was big uh, Big Ten versus Pac twelve matchup or Pac ten matchup for years. There was sort of streaks on both sides out there. I, I'm just going to be very interesting. The logistics though of you know flying a team from L A into Columbus or I mean, what if you have a game at Rutgers or Maryland? Oof. Or Penn State University Park. That's a long haul, man. That's a long haul. That's, you know, you'd be like, well, Seattle's like, no. That's that's not like going to, yeah. That's a long that's State a College, long, trip. long, long way away. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, all right, so coming up here, uh, we mentioned the NFL and some of the games going on tomorrow. I, I want to get back to the 49ers for a second here because you and I were trumpeting the fact that the 49ers not only were the best team five games into the season, but they had a chance maybe to go undefeated. I mean, we were talking in those terms of a seemingly unstoppable offense and impact guys on their defense as well. And now back-to-back losses. And the 49ers this week will host a Bengals team that is feeling a little better about themselves. I mean, they're a 500 team. The Bengals, by the way, were my pick to be in the Super Bowl this year. Didn't look too good with a subpar Joe Burrow, but he seems to be getting his feet right now. I just keep getting back to Brock Purdy here, Ephraim. I mean, did we? Because you and I were in lockstep here, trumpeting Brock Purdy, challenging Adam Kaplan, who was still skeptical about this kid. I mean, when you're winning games big and everything is clicking... It's easy to sort of look good, but how do you deal with adversity? And it seems like that loss to the Browns showed the way to get Purdy off his mark. And I'm sure every team moving forward is going to figure this out. The problem is every team doesn't have a front seven. Well, they don't. Like Cleveland does. We have to keep that in mind. We love to do that. After a quarterback or a team struggles with, well, everybody's going to do it. Yeah, everybody's not going to be able to put that type of pressure. Everybody doesn't have a Miles Garrett, right? Everybody doesn't have uh, that type of uh, pressure and, and th- those type of DBs. So let's keep that in mind when we're saying what other teams are going to emulate. Uh, when you look at Brock Purdy, and he's you know he's completing. Almost 70% of his passes. He has 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. I'll take that uh, Brock Purdy. I'll take his numbers right now. I mean, it's almost 1,700 yards passing. I, I'm I'm okay uh, with still having Brock Purdy lead our team. Now, what we need to do defensively is we need to pick it up because that's what – the 49ers are really built around is that defense and their abilities to put pressure on other uh, teams. That's what we need to work on. We need to put more effort uh, into uh, uh, pressing and putting pressure on the passer. But 
Let's get back. I mean, you mentioned Miles Garrett and the Browns' defensive front, one of the best in the league. That's not the Vikings. No, it's no. I mean, the Vikings. Hey, look. I mean, the Vikings seem like the perfect team to get back on track. To right the ship. Like you said, against the Browns, guy misses a 41 yard field goal that could have stolen that game. Kirk Cousins had a field day. No pressure back there hitting Addison. Who was that? Well, I mean, right, Bolletnikov Award winner a couple years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, when you look at a team like the 49ers, the thing they've always hung their hat on when they didn't know who was going to be the quarterback was their ability to play defense and play it at a high clip. We haven't seen that the last few weeks. Now, is that something that they are going to adjust? And now, a Kirk Cousins doesn't have all day to pick them apart. So it's it's bigger than just the Brock Purdy of it and the offense of it. You got to also remember in that that uh, Cleveland game, no Debo Samuels, no Christian McCaffrey, and a good portion of that you didn't have Trent Williams, your, you know, best left tackle in football. So let's not let's not go crazy with, the, oh, you know, it's over. No, no, right? Still don't have Debo Samuels, but – defensively, if you can get back to playing 49er defense, the defense that got Robert Sala his head coaching job, the defense that got D'Amico Ryans his head coaching job, right? There's a standard that's been set there, and that's what the 49ers need to do is get back to putting that type of pressure on opposing offenses. I don't buy it yet. Okay. This, I just, I mean, I just gave you an excellent I mean, breakdown again, of what's you, going on. I know I just, I, I'm, I, you always break it down nice. I'm trying to buy everything you're, <laughs> you're selling me here. Something's not right. And I just okay. feel like with Brock Purdy, and I, no one has been more of a Purdy fan than I have. Really. All right. Well, because you, you, I was you ready watching, to sell? Well, I, I just, he was, his ability to throw accurately under pressure, his ability to target the proper receiver which is an instantaneous thing, accuracy. These are all pluses. I'm like, he checks every box. The one thing he had not faced was adversity. He had the injury, obviously, in the NFC Championship game, so that's not adversity. He was out of a game. But you lose a game. You go to Minnesota against a very middle-of-the-road Vikings defense, and you played worse. Not better than he did the week before. So we'll see what happens going against a Bengals team that if they want to stay in the chase, has to find a way I to mean, win he, some games on the road. He only had nine incompletions. See, two threw for 272 yards and yeah. completed 70% of did his Did he passing. make big plays at the end of the I, game? I, okay, but when you I say mean, what, isn't that what separates worse. quarterbacks? Yeah, that is true. He, Coming and down he threw the stretch? two picks that he had no business throwing. Uh, so in that that. And they weren't pretty picks. No, they were ugly. They weren't. They were ugly. Okay. That's where you go. But then we found out he was concussed. So there's that. All right. We'll get you ready for some of the later games on the college football scene and our best bets around the NFL. This is Fox Football Saturday. Three seconds. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It's separating Kansas from a moment of historical significance. Three-step drop. Gabriel steps up, lobs to the end zone. It's tipped in the air and knocked away. KU's going to win it. <laughs> KU's going to win. Oklahoma goes down. And for the first time in nearly 30 years, Kansas with a regular season top 10 victory. That's Brian Haney from Learfield there. It was the upset of the day as Kansas knocks off undefeated number six ranked Oklahoma by a score of 38 to 33. That is also our progressive play of the day. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection one place bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, once again, this is Steve Harbin along with Ephraim Salam, and we are Fox Football Saturday, live from the TireRack.com studios. I want to thank the crew today. We, we had the duo threat on the updates today as Brian Fenley and Kevin Wyatt handling that duty. We have Lorena, who is officially dressed as a crayon and doing an amazing job doing that. That is phenomenal. Uh, do you have a party to go to tonight? or No, I'm here till 11, Steve. So you did this for on, us on your own, on your yes. own. Okay, yes, that I is. Did. This is why she's the rookie of the year superstar that she is, Lorena. Thank you very much. And <laughs> well, Brennan is always loyal to San Diego to a fault. Let's put it that to way. a fault. What you do? What? Well, he's he's wearing the Padres cap. 
And, you know, you look at the Arizona Diamondbacks. They did this year what the Padres could not finish last year. Knock off the Phillies and get themselves into the World Series. So, but your day will come. Uh, did you uh, did you go to the Padres' last World Series in 1998? No, but my dad did. This is a funny story. So my dad had tickets to Game 3. Mm-hmm. Went to Game 3. He was sitting with a friend. Here's a voice behind him. No joke. The seats directly behind him, his dad was sitting. Like, they didn't plan it that way. Wow. They just showed up at the so game. So your dad and your your grandfather. Basically went to the World Series together without even planning the, it out. The fact is, I don't know, we need to dive into that uh, relationship because. You would think for oh, something no, as big great, as a World it's a Series. It's just that. I, I mean, wouldn't you call your son and be like, hey, hey son. You know, it doesn't <laughs> happen often the Padres get to the World or Series. Or call your dad. I, I mean, I mean, what's going on here? Mm. That, that's, a, that's a deeper conversation. By the way, I uh, I did for both games three and four as the Padres got swept by the Yankees that year. Uh, I, I sat in regular seats. I could have sat in the press box. No, it's a World Series. I had actual tickets for those games. Unfortunately, my buddy Trevor Hoffman gave up that Scott Brocious home run. Oof. When I was doing intern work with San Diego State Media Relations, I did that for the SDSU Cal football game back in mm. 2016. Back when they had a respectable football team, yeah. you know, and you weren't happy they weren't playing this oh, Saturday. God, I'm so yeah. glad. Oh. Uh, I'm watching Colorado on their opening drive against one of the better defenses in the Pac-12. That would be UCLA. Uh, and they're motoring down the field. Motor, motor, motor. All motor right, so uh, Shadur Sanders. What, what, give it, Give me a scouting report on Shadur Sanders, something you would recommend he work on to get him better prepared for the next level. Uh, getting rid of the, the football. Yes. He holds the ball too long. Uh, and util- he also retreats straight backwards. Utilizing his legs uh, towards the line of scrimmage. He has a lot of his problems, a lot of long sacks and deep sacks because he ba- he bails out, he spins outward. Right. And in the NFL, that's not going to happen, brother. You're <laughs> no. not going to be able to do that. So he needs to attack. He needs to to, to scramble uh, towards the line of scrimmage and also uh, get rid of the, the, the ball, man. If it's not there, first, yeah. second read, then you have to make a decision. You got to throw the ball away or you got to attack with your legs. And he doesn't do that because he's always looking for the play down the field. Yeah, I, I don't understand if, again, retreating backwards uh, is never a good idea. Don't do it. Yeah. Did you ever see the highlight once of the Hall of Famer Bob Lilly of the Dallas Cowboys no, in Super I, Bowl six. No, I did six. not see the highlight of Bob. Bob Greasy, Bob Hall of Fame quarterback. He no. sacked him for a twenty-nine yard loss. Have you ever seen a twenty-nine yard no. loss on a sack? No. It happened in a Super Bowl, as a matter of fact. Uh, UCLA's defense suddenly tightening up, right there. Yeah, you this get... is the irony about UCLA. By the way, uh, they have a, a freshman quarterback, Dante Moore, five-star, who threw pick sixes in three consecutive games. He got benched last week against Stanford, and UCLA's offense really was efficient. Now, again, Stanford's not great, neither is Colorado's defense. But do you get nervous now with these quarterbacks that are coming in with a lot of hype about putting them on the bench, and then the next thing you know, they're like, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm telling it's a tightrope for these coaches. You you have to sort of, and Chip Kelly's been very coy in saying, well, he's not really a starter. USC has taken the lead. They have come all the way back. They were down 43 to 29, but three straight touchdowns, and they've taken a 50 to 43 lead over Cal, three and a half minutes to go. 
Hey, man, they're still alive. <laughs> they're still alive. I have one question for you. Bears, Chargers on Sunday night. Oh, God. Do we have to? <laughs> Chargers. Keep it here. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.